It's up a nice fence, Mike added. We got into the Lincoln-stretched limo. Duncannon switched on the small color television, reached into the refrigerator for a beer, and lunged for the cellular phone. Days settled in to watch Marsha Clark talk about blood, gloves, and white broncos. I like her suit, she muttered. Yeah, honey, a little shooting, said Duncannon into the phone. "Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Day and I are riding with Harry Beltway, trying to get him to help us out. And we're getting our O.J. for the morning, too. (laughs) Yeah, I know. What a waste of our judicial system, all that money. I could call my friend Daryl Dent. He knows a cheaper way to get rid of uppity African-Americans. Honestly, Mike, groaned Day. Then she laughed wickedly. You know the trees aren't sturdy enough in California for that sort of thing. Honey, I gotta go. But I wanted a call to tell you I'm bringing Harry to dinner. So can you call and add one to the reservation? Yeah, me too. Bye now. Duncannon set down the phone and smiled at me. Now, Harry, what can you do for me? A good question. The call from Duncannon's office had been a surprise. I'd only been back in the country for a few weeks. Living in Africa for the last two years definitely had not prepared me for the jungle drums of Washington. Back in 92, I worked for Jody Braggart, a philandering evangelist I now refer to as Judas, who hankered after the presidency. He was a major disappointment. I might as well have been working for a Martian or a lesbian nun. Last night, Sam McGillicuddy, Duncannon's assistant campaign manager, had left a message where I was staying at the YMCA in downtown D.C., that Duncannon wanted to see me. Maybe I shouldn't have been that astonished to be pressed into service. Few fellows can claim to be as much of an aristocrat of the religious right as myself, a beltway of the Beltway Jesus superstars, a whole family of savvy evangelists who turned praising the Lord into a cottage industry, and so I fell rather effortlessly into the role of junior evangelist. But even two years in Africa as a missionary didn't cure me of wanting to be a part of Republican politics. Preaching Jesus to third-world losers didn't curtail my ambitious streak. I dreamed of running a campaign for a moral, upstanding guy who wouldn't disappoint me by getting caught in a scandal. Was this my moment? Was Duncannon my window of opportunity? Harry, we need you, said Day who had switched off the O.J. channel so she could close in for the kill. We think we have a good chance of changing things that really count. You know, it's one thing to preach to people with no hope at all, like your precious natives. But it's a whole other thing to have the ear of the greatest nation in the world. You'd be bringing good, wholesome values to the people of America, and we're going to win. You'd be a great addition to our team, but don't make up your mind yet. Come along with us today for a while. Mike would also like to take you to dinner later. In a few minutes, you'll see what Mike can do to an audience. And so we rode out to Fairfax, where Duncannon was supposed to give a speech to hundreds of Tupperware employees. Mike Duncannon, consummate candidate, consummate speechwriter. I had to admit it fascinated me. He'd spent years crafting words for others, all the time, it seems, waiting in the wings for the day he could put words into his own mouth. And now his day had come. The Tupperware employees went crazy for Mike Duncannon. And so did I. He came on stage to deafening applause, waited for the silence, and then burped. Loudly. Ah, the Tupperware burp.
one of the best sounds in America. Great laughter. Then he proceeded to wring incredible metaphorical possibilities from his audience's product. But seriously, yours is a great enterprise, a great company, and a great country. You sell a great product to people who need it, and you enable women to bring money into the home without abandoning their families. What is it that really liberated American women? Not a gaggle of feminist blowhards, but malls, supermarkets, dishwashers, disposable diapers, frozen foods, and Tupperware. Without citizens like you, America would fester, because what is Tupperware really? It is protection. It is a boundary that locks in freshness and locks out the germs and parasites of the outside world. We need those boundaries, and we need to take back America from the lurking...